Hey, it's me, Gavin Crawford. Every week, I'll quiz comedians about the headlines. Do you worry about kids being exposed to drag? I grew up going to see men in dresses singing every Sunday and we had to give them money, okay? <laughs> I wish they were singing show tunes and had some makeup on their hair done, right? It would have been way better. If the news has you screaming into the void, we can help with that. Because news is available on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This podcast is an extended version of The Debaters, which may contain more mature themes. To stream the radio-friendly version of this episode, download the CBC Listen app or go to cbc.ca slash the debaters. And thanks for listening to the CBC. Hey, Canada, we're searching every Chinook and cranny for laughs. From Calgary, Alberta, home of the Chinook wins, it's the Debaters! (laughs) The Debaters, where comedians fight with facts and funny, and this audience picks the winner. Now here's a guy you'll instantly warm to, Pete Patterson! Hey, hello, Canada! Welcome back to the Debaters. We are here in beautiful Alberta, a place rich in artistic ventures. Seriously. One artistic venture that our listeners may not know about is the Gopher Hole Museum in Torrington. Yeah, listen to that. If you know, you know. If you go there, you'll be treated to 47 different dioramas of stuffed gophers. Dressed up in adorable costumes, doing human things like curling, (laughs) camping, and getting robbed at a bank. You know, like humans do. And if you get thirsty, go for a soda. Yeah! Now, let's meet two debaters eager to dig for a win and make this debate whole, shall we? This comic's attempt to buy a cannabis store went up in smoke. It's Newfoundland's Lisa Baker! Lisa Baker! Here she comes! Pride of Newfoundland and Calgary. I don't even know how that's possible. And this comic makes long-distance calls on his Samsung from a galaxy far, far away. It's Calgary's own Malik Alassos! Malik! There he is! For the first time on our show, making his way to the podium to my left. Thanks for having me. Your topic is one to make your mouth water. Pork! (laughs) Is it better than chicken? (laughs) Even the setup to this debate is making me kind of hungry. I'm not going to lie to you. I know you two are going to battle it out to sing the praises of each, but I wonder, can't we all just get along and live in a world where both pork and poultry coexist in harmony like a chicken club sandwich? (laughs) I think pigs and chickens should always work together, but I also feel that way about politicians, and obviously that's not happening because the sides always seem to have a beef with each other, which is what happens when the stakes are high. Whereas it's richer in taste, higher in protein, and offers the most versatility, be it resolved that pork is superior to chicken. 
Lisa, you're arguing for this, please. You have two minutes, starting now, Lisa Baker. Pork, the other white meat, often overlooked and almost always overcooked. <laughs> but if prepared properly, pork is delicious. It's moist, tender, and juicy with just the right amount of fat, like me. <laughs> you can use pork in almost every dish that calls for chicken. And the possibilities, bacon, ham, pork chops, bacon, pork tenderloin, pulled pork, bacon, sausage, <laughs> salami, pepperoni. What exactly do you have against pizza? <laughs> pork has 57% more calories than chicken. 57%. Everyone knows that the higher the calories, the more decadent the dish. Chicken could never. <laughs> Unless you wrapped it in bacon. <laughs> and God forbid raw chicken touch any surface, you'll have to torch the place. <laughs> you wanna know what's dirtier than pork? Salmonella, ever have that? <laughs> it makes you wish for kidney stones. <laughs> things leave your body that you won't remember eating like ever. <laughs> Out here acting like chickens aren't frolicking in their own crap before being ground into chicken nuggies. <laughs> oh, which, by the way, are made of beaks and booty holes, you freak. <laughs> Not to mention, chickens also engage in cannibalism. Cannibalism. The biggest takeaway here is that pork is superior while Malik supports cannibalism. Thank you. Lisa Baker in the way that only Lisa Baker can. Thank you, Lisa Baker. Now, proving that he's no featherweight contender in this bout, here's the chicken champion himself, Malik Elisov. In the debate between chicken and pork, I, as a Muslim, fight on the side of chicken. But I really fight on the side of Allah, the one true creator of the heavens and the earth. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm, I'm being serious. Um, <laughs> as a Muslim, I do not eat pork, so obviously I'm biased. I think chicken is delicious, obviously, you know, but you know what I think is better? Eternity in the light of the Creator's heart. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm Muslim, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't eat pork, but I used to drink and I used to do a little drugs, but I still wouldn't eat pork when I did that. <laughs> There was something about it that I was like, that's, how could I ever call myself a Muslim again? If, that's too far. Chicken is so good that we don't even wait for it to become chicken before we eat it. We eat eggs all the time. And pigs don't lay eggs. People eat pork butt, they eat pig ears, pig feet, but no one has ever made a pig embryo omelet. That's never happened before. And yet, chickens may frolic in their crap a little bit, but pigs literally eat it. So how could you say they're not dirty? Eating pork is like eating a vacuum cleaner and saying that that's clean. 
Like, yeah, it cleans up after itself, but I'm not gonna serve my family a roast Dyson for dinner. <laughs> Pigs might be more intelligent than other animals, but it doesn't really aspire to anything greater. Like, it doesn't do anything with that. Whereas chicken may be dumb, but it still crosses the road every time. <laughs> That's my look at us all, everybody. Thank you. His first opening argument for us. It was a great one. It is time now for the bare knuckle round. We're debating if pork is superior to chicken, so meet your opponent head on. And remember, the first cutlet's the deepest. <laughs> it's time to hog the spotlight and be a ham. <laughs> Talking until you're cordon bleu in the face. Because only one can emerge the wiener. <laughs> you have... <laughs> Hey, come on, that was like five puns in You gotta give it to him. Yeah. You gotta give it to him. Yeah, that's, that's for our writers. We have two minutes on the clock, starting now. Pig and chicken are used as insults. Chicken means coward, pig means dirtbag. I'd rather be a dirtbag than a coward, but you do you, Malik. <laughs> Who'd win in a battle? The pig, hands down. Whether it's a battle of the wits or a roast, the pig will always win. Okay, if, if pigs are so smart, how come there's no movies about pigs playing sports? <laughs> Where's Air Babe? There's no rules that say a dog can't play basketball. There's no rules that a pig can't play basketball either. Like, pigs have all the potential, but it just settles for being bacon. <laughs> you want pigs playing sports? What about football? Having a pig toss around a pigskin is like me playing basketball with a human head. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What's with the cannibalism? <laughs> Let me say, I do not advocate cannibalism. I've never... A lot of it has been said here tonight about me. I just want to say that pig meat is actually the closest in taste and texture to human meat, which I know that actually makes me sound more like a cannibal. <laughs> okay. All right, that's the bear knuckle round. Is that a pretty close one? A lot of shots fired each side, which is perfect, because now it's time for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on pork versus chicken, brought to you by the Canadian Chicken Marketing Board that demands to know why pork, or as the French say, pourquoi. <laughs> According to the Alberta chicken producers, how can you know if you're eating an authentic Alberta chicken? Malik? If it calls Trudeau a drama teacher before you eat it. <laughs> Three points, my friend, three points. Lisa Baker. It's wearing truck nuts. <laughs> also good, also good. The actual answer, you know you're eating an authentic Alberta chicken because each package has a specific code that identifies the processing plant. <laughs> Who would want that much knowledge? Why did KFC suspend their famous 64-year-old slogan, finger licking good, in 2020? Lisa Baker. Because they realized it wasn't. <laughs> good, good point. Two points. Two points for that. We realized we didn't have to listen to an old white man with a goatee telling us to lick our fingers. <laughs> good answer. 
three points. And actually, I'll give you three and a half. It's pretty close to the right answer. Uh, COVID, health experts were urging people not to touch their faces. Because <laughs> too many Americans were licking their fingers off. The website Meatless Monday says vegans looking for an alternative to pulled pork or pulled chicken should try what? Alex? Getting a life and not going on meatlessmonday.com. <laughs> One point for that. Lisa Baker? Admitting they want meat. Vegans looking for an alternative to pulled pork or pulled chicken should try jackfruit. And if you know what that is, please tell me, because I do not know what jackfruit is. I assume it's pushed pork and punched chicken. <laughs> and that's the firing line, everybody. If you're keeping score at home, please stop. It's not real. It's almost time for our theater audience to vote. But first, here to tell us why he should be the winner, winner, chicken dinner, the man who walks the walk, Malik Ellisal. Chicken is used to try and understand our place in this world as humans. What came first, the chicken or the egg? This quandary has puzzled people since the ancient times. Pigs have no room for philosophical pontification at all. There's no eggs. The most you could say is, look at that pig rolling around in the mud. Maybe we're alone in the universe. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of this whole pigs are smarter than dogs business. I think pigs are the one that started that rumor. Um, <laughs> pigs are always like, I could have been man's best friend if I had just applied myself. <laughs> Chickens don't walk around being like, yeah, I could have been a dog. <laughs> Chickens, they don't put on airs about how smart they are. They're honest with themselves. They're like, I'm nuggets, and that's fine. <laughs> Malik Elisal, everybody. Good point. Now, prodding out the results of her having put pig pen to paper to show us how it's done, let's listen to Lisa Baker. Pork is absolutely the superior meat. I mean, where I'm from, we eat pork all the time. We even eat the tongue. Ever see a chicken tongue? Nobody has. I don't even know that they had one, but I imagine you need a whole slew of them to even get a decent snack. In conclusion, it's important to remember that Malik's only real argument here is that one farm animal is cleaner than another, when one really just lives amongst smaller piles of poop. Thank you. Lisa Baker. Good points. Good points on both sides. Audience, it is up to you to pick a winner. Who felt that Lisa won you over to the side of pork through her sheer force of will? Bird, Lisa Baker. Lisa Baker. And who felt that Malik's tender yet spicy words about chicken buttered them up and swarmed with their hearts? Malik Alessal. to our first time debater, Malik Alessal. Don't eat pork, everybody. Big hand for Malik Alessal and Lisa Baker, everybody. You're listening to The Debaters on CBC Radio 1. Want to be a part of the debating action? For upcoming tour dates, visit cbc.ca slash thedebaters.
Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of The Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at The Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart, and for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. Gakri, are you ready to meet your next pair of debaters? Then so we shall. This comic always answers when comedy comes to Colin. It's Calgary's John Cullen. John Cullen. Calgary's own now. There he is, taking his spot to my left. And this comic's always sunny in Philadelphia and everywhere else. It's Vancouver's Sunny Dollywall. Sunny. Tall drink of water. Yeah. Coming at us, taking his spot to my right. Your topic is one that is sure to be a win-win for everyone, is being the home team far and away the best. Since this lucky national radio show travels all over the country, we are essentially always the away team. But somehow audiences, like this one, here in Calgary, at beautiful Mount Royal University, make us feel like the home team. Yeah. Right? The only problem with that is, when you make comedians feel too at home, there's a chance you will never get them to leave. <laughs> so to the good folks here at the Bella Concert Hall, whatever comics you find backstage here tomorrow, kindly mail them back to the CBC. <laughs> it's time now for a debate that'll be one to write home about. So whereas you have more support, familiarity, and comfort, be it resolved, nothing's better than being the home team. John, you're arguing for this, buddy. You have two minutes, starting now, John Cullen. Being the home team rocks. You don't even have to say anything to get the crowd to cheer for you. Uh, oh, all right. John just unbuttoned his shirt and is showing off a Calgary Flames t-shirt that he had underneath, and you can hear the response from the crowd. See, I just moved here 18 days ago, <laughs> and already people are cheering me for wearing this shirt. <laughs> and look, Calgary has one of the best home ice advantages of all. The Calgary hitmen are known for their annual teddy bear toss, where over 25,000 teddy bears are thrown on the ice after the first goal of the game and donated to local children's hospitals. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that is opposed to the away fans who are well known for the much less heralded knife toss. <laughs> I do actually have experience being the away team, and it stinks. I used to be a world-ranked curler. That's weird, Steve. It says on my notes to pause for applause. <laughs> I lost the 2015 BC Provincial Final to Jim Cotter, and he won in Vernon while representing the Vernon Curling Club. He won the championship in front of adoring fans, his friends and family, and he got to go to the briar. All I got was to slash his tires in the parking lot after the game. 
And look, if that's not enough, here's some stats. A study by the Times in the UK showed that the home team in the English Premiership, the soccer league, is expected to score 37.29% more goals than the away team. Yes, that is why so many English soccer games end 0.3729 to zero. <laughs> it's simple math, Steve, thank you. John Cullen, everyone. Yes, he is one of yours now. <laughs> now, here to tell us why you'd have to go far afield to convince him that being the home team is best, here's our visitor, Sonny Dollywall. Of course, being away is better than being home. Being anywhere is better than being home. Of course, I say this, having recently moved to Edmonton, Alberta. <laughs> Everyone loves a vacation. A staycation is for poor people. <laughs> when it comes to sports, being away is definitely better. Uh, have you ever been booed? It's an amazing feeling. <laughs> it's way better than being cheered. I always imagine when I'm being booed, you know, playing sports, I always imagine myself being on Jerry Springer, you know? They're all booing and I'm like, I take care of my kids. <laughs> I pay all my bills. I played basketball growing up, and in high school, our principal picked our warm-up music. We were undefeated on the road because the other team's warm-up playlist. Our coach asked, how come you don't play like this at home? And then we had to say, because we can't get hyped from the song, why can't we be friends? <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> Speaking of music, it's on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. Not, I'm at home again. The life I loathe is doing necessary chores for my kin. <laughs> away teams have better jerseys, are more menacing, and have cooler celebrations when they win. Instead of clapping for your fans, you get to tell the opposing fans to shut up, or that they choked, or my favorite, they did a bad job at raising their kids. <laughs> <laughs> Even on this debate, I'm on the road, and it's a magical feeling. No one I know is here, so win or lose, I'm gonna get drunk and get kicked out of the ship and anchor. <laughs> Thank you. Sonny Dollywall. Nice job, buddy. And it's time now to move on to the bare knuckle round. We're debating whether nothing beats the home team, so the ball's in your court or visit. Use an argument, you see, those are booze. <laughs> Use an argument that teams with jokes find a way to bring it on home while avoiding personal fouls. So get up in that saddle dome <laughs> when you hear the sound of the bell. Now, I know this is the bare knuckle round, but I actually want to start by cutting Sonny some slack because he is from Vancouver, so he doesn't quite understand the concept of a home team. <laughs> because the Vancouver Canucks are so bad, they are regularly booed by their own fans. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> John is a curler. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Something to do with... Yeah, something to do with cleaning the ice? 
Don't we have Zambonis for that? <laughs> this guy's just mad because a machine took his job. Yeah, all those Zambonis you see at the curling club. <laughs> but no, I was a world-ranked curler. That's a true fact about me. My team peaked at 25 in the world. Were you world-ranked at anything, Sonny? There's 25 curling teams in the world? <laughs> Uh, I like Calgary. Um, I like Calgary, but there's other amazing cities in this country. Victoria. Too old. Vancouver. Earthquake. Halifax. Flood. Winnipeg. No, uh, not, not Winnipeg, not Winnipeg. Uh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, I love the country, so that's why I like to travel. Here, okay, you got that shirt? Okay. Oh, he's putting something. Oh, it is a Team Canada hockey jersey. Sunny. Putting on the Team Canada jersey. I mean, this is classic pandering from Sonny wearing the Canada jersey. Like, I've been in Calgary for three weeks, <laughs> and I already believe it to be the best city in Canada. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do this. That's not even his shirt. Look, <laughs> that is not. Why are we acting like we're not friends? I've known you before this debate. He's a Maple Leafs fan. No, that's not. Okay. That's not right. right. That's Ring the, the bell, Steve. Ring the bell. That's the bear duck around. Oh, we don't like publicly outing people on this show. <laughs> it is time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on being the home team, brought to you by Canadian home renovator Mike Holmes from Homes on Homes and his new Christmas special, Homes, Homes, Homes. <laughs> According to Deadspin.com, why do NHL teams hate playing away games in Calgary? Sonny. Uh, because they get hungover off those CO2 beers. I was like, if they don't know what that is, it's not gonna work. Yeah. That is how comedy works. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one point. John? NHL teams hate playing away games in Calgary because it's tough to feel like a professional athlete when you're playing in an arena shaped like something a man sits on. <laughs> Pretty good. Yep, some begrudging applause there. I'll give you two <laughs> points for that. NHL teams hate playing away games in Calgary because of the high altitude here. It's dry. <laughs> According to discovermagazine.com, athletes can reduce the negative impacts of air travel by increasing fluid intake, wearing compression socks, and what else? John? Bwinging their favor with Blanky with them. <laughs> I get a I'm gonna give you a point for really selling the look on our radio show. <laughs> Sonny. Reduce the negative impacts by not flying Air Canada. I'll give you half a point for that. Uh, John, I, I hate, despite your best efforts, you're gonna get a half point for that because the answer is bringing the comforts of home on the road with them. So technically, you have the right answer. Yeah, that's why I always fly with my own toilet. 
And that's the firing line, everybody. It's almost time for our beautiful theater audience to pick a winner. But first, here again to talk about the home team disadvantage, let's give a home team welcome to Sonny Dollywall. Thank you. Uh, my opponent doesn't participate in a real sport. He does something called curling. <laughs> I honestly love my opponent, John. I really do. He's a really good friend of mine. But dare I say it, we have rarely spent time together unless one of us is away from home. What you take for granted at home, you appreciate on the road. And I love this nerdy, overthinking, technical comedian, <laughs> Steve Patterson. <laughs> Anytime I played ball... <laughs> Anytime I played ball on the road as, a, as opposed to home, I could focus on the game, the sport that I loved, instead of worrying about getting my family and my friends tickets to the games, if they got in okay. But I'm comforted by the fact that whether home or away, wherever you are in this crazy world, that nobody cares about curling. <laughs> Thank you. Sonny Dollywall, talking about the home team disadvantage. He's in favor of away teams. He's taking a shot at John. He's taking a shot at curling. He took a shot at me. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Now, <laughs> Here to tell us why, when it comes to any sports team, all roads lead to home, let's hear again from John Cullen. Did a curler rob you or something? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, look, I think we can all agree, being the away team does really stink. I would never want to be the away team. Like, they can even have a tough time just playing the games. For example, in Detroit's old Joe Louis Arena, the arena staff used to paint the away team's dressing room on the morning of game days so that their opposition would have to get ready while smelling those toxic fumes. <laughs> yeah, just imagine having to try to play a sport after smelling the noxious fumes in Detroit as well as fresh paint. <laughs> uh, but look, being at home is great. You have a warm bed, heat, a sturdy roof, your family, your stuff. Being away in sports is a lot like camping with your neighbor's kids. <laughs> Sleeping on a hard surface while being pestered by people you don't like and you have a great chance of losing to the Bears. <laughs> Calgary, help me take this debate home. Thank you. John Cullen, the new Calgarian, on behalf of the home team, Sonny Dollywall, on behalf of the away team. By applause, audience, who agreed with John that the home team talk was something to write home about, John Cullen. There it is, his new hometown, showing support. And who agreed with Sonny that the teams that play away together stay together, Sonny Dollywall. This is pretty close. It's a tie. It is inconclusive. They're both the home team tonight. Big hand for John Collin and Sonny Dollywall, everybody. Well, that's all for this week. I'm Steve Patterson saying thanks for making us feel like a home team tonight, Calgary, especially during all the jokes about Edmonton. I'll argue with you again soon, Canada. Good night. <laughs>
The Debaters is created by Richard Side. This week's episode was produced by Nicole Callender, Chloe Edbrook, Dean Jenkinson, and Graham Clark. With continuity by Graham Clark, Diana Francis, and Gary Jones. Technical production by James Perella and Corey Haverstock. Story editing by Gary Jones. With special thanks to Katie Ellen Humphreys and David Pride. Executive producer of CBC Radio Comedy is Lee Pitts. And thanks to everyone at the Bella Concert Hall in Calgary. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.